Hey yo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by Points Bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into the CHGO studios. This is Studio A. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. On today's show, we'll be going through our 2022 season predictions for the MLB. And let's introduce who will be giving you our thoughts and predictions today. We'll start off on the far left, tavern-style pizza. Got CHGO White Sox beat writer, Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. And the man in the middle, our CHGO community leader, wearing the shirt and representing it well, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. <laughs> Vinny, uh, you know, first, uh, you know, we're, we got a lot of shirts we got to talk about. We'll go to Herb's last because, you know, we'll talk about the big CHGO thing You first. could really make a nice transition later in the show, a nice segue with Herb's shirt. With Herb shirt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, th- I think I know what you're going with. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. I, I, I'll try to work that in. There you go. Uh, but, you know, usually you're a band shirt guy, but representing the city proudly today with the Tavern Style Pizza shirt. Love to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is... My favorite style of pizza. I'm not one of those deep dish haters. I love me some deep dish too, but this is my favorite kind of pizza, and I, I, I just need it on a shirt. You know, I'm not foregoing the band thing entirely. Mm-hmm. Got the Grateful Dead hat we got on. That's brand new for uh, 2022 baseball season, so nice. there you go. So uh, we're rocking all sorts of stuff today. And you got some exciting uh, music news because uh, I saw on Twitter that the national anthem on Friday uh, will be sung by Jack White. And Very you, exciting. I uh, have some more exciting news uh, for your own personal life, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if anybody needs to know no, this, we do. but yeah, I'm go, I'm I've secured a ticket. I will be going yes. to see Jack White on Friday night in Detroit, wow. in his hometown. So wow. that's right. very exciting. You do a little opening day baseball at Comerica Park. You do a little Jack White uh, at the Masonic Temple. It's a very nice Detroit day that I've got. The Masonic uh, Temple. That sounds that sounds fancy. That sounds fun. Yeah, it looks super cool. It's super red. It Man. looks very much like uh, uh, pin, uh, Twin Peaks, uh, like the 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 Dream Room and Twin Peaks. Uh, a lot of red uh, in that room, and I like how you're like no one cares, and you got a wow out of both uh, you know Lawrence and uh, Herb. So it's a cool thing to <laughs> go see Jack White in Detroit. It is. Uh, and Herb Lawrence, you're wearing the shirt. Finally yeah. got a CHGO shirt. How does it fit? It fits well. I mean, you guys saw me yesterday with the Sky shirt. I was not in studio, but that fit very well. And this is my favorite shirt. It's in the rotation. So if you guys are watching here on the YouTube Live, you'll be seeing a lot of this shirt. And I don't know if that's not a band name right there. That might be a, a band name, Tavern Style Pizza. It might. I mean, it's, it's a good band, band name. When oh, you yeah. just looked at me and said it, I was like, "Oh, is this my new nickname? I can, I could handle that. That's Vinny not bad." Tavern style pizza duber, <laughs> or just uh, TSP. Yeah. TSP. Okay, yeah. that's a wait. Good now one. I have to jump in. What what uh, what are we going with on a tavern style pizza? What's your what's your order? What what toppings? Correct. Sausage. Sausage only. Yeah, that's me. Sausage, baby. Okay. I'm simple like that too. It's either sausage or just extra cheese. I'm going pepperoni and onion. Uh, my favorite tavern style will be uh, Milano's on uh, on Western Ave. Uh, get a little pepperoni and onion with that action. That's that's the best, my in car, my opinion. My car doesn't go that far. Uh, don't <laughs> blame you. South. Yeah, don't it's the longest you. avenue in the world, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the 107th in. part. Uh, I'm jumping out. I'm going to go sausage and jardinera. Oh, okay. That's from, a real. That's uh, a Chicago really order right from there. From Vito and Nick's, perhaps. Oh, I love Vito and Nick's. That's uh, a. Yeah. That's that's very much a childhood memory there with uh, Vito and Nick's. What's up? What's your favorite tavern Tor- style? Tortorisi's. Tortorisi's. I don't yeah. know where that is. It's up on Irving Park over here where I live. There's a few of those, right? Yeah. 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 They, they got a little mini chain action going on. I go. I go Phil's on 35th, right okay. down the street from from the right. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. You'll be there. You'll be there uh, a lot in April, so maybe you'll stop by. <laughs> Might be there next week. <laughs> Phil's to get some TSP with sausage <laughs> on it. Uh, but, 
you know, excited to talk about our 2020 season predictions uh, today. We'll jump. Uh, man, Steven gave you some props there. Said your Twin Peaks reference is next level. Oh, thank you, Steven. Steven, and, and I'm I, I, Steven tweeted out yesterday. You know, being all excited uh, that he got his name mentioned on the show. So I do feel have a feeling Steven's just trying to get his name mentioned on the show. You know, it so, worked. Uh, I mean, shout out Steven. This. I didn't up, think you knew uh, it's Twin Peaks, the show which was yeah. like going on when I was a teenager. I was also going to reference that because I don't like to. Rip on Sean's inability to know anything from previous to 2005. But first off, I mean, you were so shocked that I watched Sex in the City. Uh, one of uh, Charlotte's uh, husbands is uh, is uh, Agent Cooper. So I mean, I gotta I gotta be able to make the connections, draw the Do connections you? there. Everything's going <laughs> over your heads. Now I'm the guy making uh, references nobody knows. These are two shows I've never seen a minute of. So. All right, let's <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's jump in here. Uh, on today's show, we'll be going into our 2022 season predictions. We'll be going through the division winners we'll be going through the award winners and then we'll be giving you our playoff predictions as well these are going to be full in-depth 2022 season predictions but we're going to start off with some player props uh i made these up i went off a little bit of a uh, zip projections a little bit off of some of these betting sites uh, we're going to start off with home run totals i'm going to give you guys a player and then we're going to go over under i'm going to set a line at uh, something and a half home runs. Mm-hmm. You got to say they're going to hit over that home run total or under that home run total. Can't push with a half home run. No, no yeah. push with a half home run. That that's that was what this was designed to do. No pushes. You have to pick a side. Uh, we talked about this guy yesterday. I know you guys think that he's going to have a big power surge. I would have put his number at like twenty nine and a half, but we're going to put his number at thirty two and a half. Eloy Jimenez, thirty two and a half uh, home runs, over or under. Vinny, we'll start with you. North. I'll go over on that one. Yeah. And this is all based off of if they're healthy. Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm not predicting an injury by by any means. Yeah, no, Aloy, uh, he's got it in him. I mean, we saw it. We saw it the last time he played in a full season. And and I I expect him to be better than he's ever been because of experience, because of getting able to – being able to face big league pitching more, to be able to know what's going on. He he is, uh, you know – He's the first to admit that that last year after he came back, he didn't feel right. He 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 knows what was going wrong. He knows what he needs to do to fix it. And if he gets a hold of a ball, it's going a very very long way. Uh, we're going to see a lot of home runs from LA. I'll take the over. Thirty one is the career high, Herb. Over thirty two or under? Oh, way over. Um, okay. he, what he paid a hundred and something twenty two games in that rookie year where he hit thirty one yeah, home runs. Over. He's a better player right now if he's healthy. He like I said yesterday, I think he's going to hit fifty. So. If that was a real thing where points bet had that on there, I would be hitting that hard. Well, and Cherizi's trying to get them to make the Cherizi of the 108 is trying 74? to get yeah, 74 home runs for uh, number <laughs> 74, uh, Eloy Jimenez. Uh, we got uh, somebody saying 35 dingers for uh, Eloy if he's healthy. We got Fred saying 35 home runs if he's healthy in the chat. We got uh, Leonard Gord saying over 37. Uh, so uh, people are expecting a big year. I'm going to say under uh, mm. just to be a little bit pessimistic, but uh, not by much. I think he'll still be around that 29, 30, 31 okay. home just runs marking down in 2022. Sean, Eloy hater. So that's <laughs> That's Abreu, Keuchel, and Aloy now. All right, those are the three I hate. Thank you very much. Sean's going to be against the whole team by the end of the season. (laughs) Next up, Luis Robert. Are we going to go over under 27 and a half home runs for Robert? I say over. I predict him to be a 30-30 guy, so I have to say over. This is the MVP season um, possibility. So, yes, uh, I don't think an MVP can hit under 27 home runs unless he's a pitcher. Yeah, I don't know about 30 stolen bags. Nine is the career high on that one. But 30 home runs, yeah, maybe. He barely played, though. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, you put those two seasons together, I think he has 15 stolen bases in a, not even a full season yet. Yeah, 124 in, in 15 stolen bases in 124 games, 24 home runs in those 124 games as well. There we go. Yeah, I think he's going to be right around that. I think right around that, you know, high 20s, low 30s number makes makes sense. I guess I'll go over, but, like, I would not be surprised if it's 28. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I wanted to make it a tantalizing number. really yeah. wanted to make you think yeah. uh, about these totals. I'm going to go over as well. Uh, we'll get into our award. This is a tease. Uh, we'll get into the award predictions a little bit later, but I think Herb and I have a, a real reason to go over on the 27.5 number uh, for Luis Robert. Next player, Yohan Moncada. We've talked about his power, uh, the opposite of a power surge, uh, power outage. Uh, 19.5 home runs. Will he be able to eclipse 20 home runs this year? Uh, or will he still be a little bit uh, lackluster in the power department, Herb? You made it at a number where I am not comfortable going over, so I'm going under for Yoan Mankata. And I know we're promised the power bat, and we saw a little bit of the power bat, what, in 19? Mm-hmm. 25 home runs in 19 and 132 games. And so it's t- enticing to say he's just going to be become the guy he was in 19. <sighs> I have a really hard time to see that guy uh, reappearing, um, especially where he hits in the lineup now. He hits like six, so I'm going under. All right. Under, over, 19 and a half. I will say over. Right. And to go along with this whole thing, I mean, the White Sox are a powerful lineup, man. I I, I was thinking about this, you know, you go back to last year and, and the way that the season ended, not a lot of – a lot of home runs, not a lot of extra base hits in that playoff series against the Astros. And when we asked Rick Hahn what the difference was, that's what he pointed to, power. This is a lineup that did not look itself in that in those four days. What it is is a power lineup, and they got a lot of power bats. We saw three of them yanked out of that lineup last year for, the, for big chunks of the season. I will say not only does Moncada go 20, I will say he is one of at least six White Sox batters hit 20 home runs in 2022. We've we'll already talked about three of them, so there's only, only three left. But that's, yeah. that's true. Uh, over 20 home runs, so six White Sox with over 20 home runs. We'll have to look I, up. I uh, think when it the last depends on what Matt says here in the chat. Depends if they use the bouncy balls again. That's true. So far, I mean, the, the data has shown that it might be a, a juiced ball again. And when we had juiced balls in 2019, Moncada hit a career high. 25 home runs, 17, 25, and 14 in his uh, full seasons in his career. And to so. go off what Matt Zawaski yeah. just said, uh, Father Zoe, of course, Pinwheels and Ivy uh, podcast, it is going to be humidors in every single Major League Baseball uh, stadium this year. So they're keeping the balls in humidors, so it should keep the balls from flying out of the ballpark as they did in 19. So until we see the effect of that, I'm going to go with the assumption that the balls are kind of deadened and the air will uh, knock a couple of these balls that are supposed to be going out down. I mean, we got three or four games in Baltimore. They're taking the fences back out there in Baltimore. I don't know right. what's going on out there. Well, the Sox might have the best, uh, not well, maybe outside of uh, Yankee Stadium, but the second best park in the AL for home runs uh, now with that, that change to Camden. I think now that they're, they've moved up. So you might see the most home runs or second most home runs uh, in the AL uh, just from the Sox Park. So you're saying that's a good prediction I think on my part. I think it's, I think it's a good <laughs> prediction, Vinny. I think you're going to see a lot of home runs. Uh, I, I'm going to say under for Yohan Moncada uh, to, to go under this year for 19.5 home runs. Uh, I just haven't seen it from him. The power has been lacking. We talked about his bout with COVID and how that's affected him. And I don't know. It just 
he hasn't had it yet. He's not, he hasn't even shown it in spring training yet. Four hits for him uh, in spring training, and none of those are extra base hits. So I think just right now I'll go under, but uh, hopefully he can go over. Uh, next guy we're going to is Andrew Vaughn. In his second year, will he eclipse that 20 home run mark? 19 and a half home runs for Andrew Vaughn. Zips uh, has him projected to hit 19. So are we going to be a little bit more uh, optimistic here? 19 and a half home runs for Andrew Vaughn. I would say if he played like 150 games, yes, over. But I don't know what his role is going to be specifically, like how much he's going to be sharing time at right designated hitter. So I'm going to go go under on that one because I don't know his full-time playing ability there. That's a tough one. That was not one of the six guys I was thinking of. But I could definitely see it happening. Huh? I'm trying to think of who else we got. That it's Jimenez, not Abreu, T.A., and Grandel. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. But, yeah, I I mean, I could see Andrew Vaughn being part of that group pretty easily, to be honest with you. And and I do think he's going to get a good deal of playing time. But you're right. It's not going to be, you know, you're not going to see a Jose Abreu-style 157 games from him, maybe. Um, you know, just because they want to get other guys in there and the DH spot is a good place to do it. Um, so, and I'd like to go over, but. I'll go over. Why not? Yeah, I I'm get a, seven. I, I want. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go under two. Uh, I, I want to go over just because uh, every stat says that he's ready uh, to be in the MLB. This is not too uh, advanced of a, an assignment for him. He can absolutely handle this. I want to say over, but I think I'm going to go with Herb just because I don't think the at-bats will be there. I think that he'll be, you know, 17, 18, 19 home runs. Uh, but, and I think Gavin Sheets will have a nice, nice year too. Uh, you know, you'll probably get 30 home runs from them together, uh, Sheets and Vaughn. But uh, I don't think that those two combined, uh, either of them will get uh, 20 by themselves. Let's go to the final player here. Yasmani Grandal, uh, the Barry Bonds of catching. Uh, 27 and a half home runs for Yasmani Grandal. His career high is 28. He has hit 27 before, so he has uh, seasons of 27 and 28 home runs. But will he be healthy? Uh, 27 and a half home runs for Grandal. Will he surpass that, Herb? I say yes, over. It's going to be really hard to do, but I think the guy's just coming to his own power bat right now. He's uh, probably going to get the majority of starts to catcher and or designated hitter when he's not catching, so he'll play enough games if he's healthy. And 28, I think, is a good number for him. He's going to go over that. Man, you've got, you're talking <laughs> me, you're convincing me here, Herb. All the home I'm just predicting all the home runs here, I guess. Yeah, I'll go over, not by a lot, though. I mean, here's the thing. Like, how many guys do you think on the team are going to hit 30 home runs? Because um, you got, you got Robert and Grandel right there. Yeah. And you already said Aloy. Yep. I don't think, I don't think Abreu gets to 30 this year. He's usually in that area, mm-hmm. but that's why I didn't put T.A. He had, here he had either. 30, right, last year? Um, I believe he had, like, 30 and had 115 driven I think that might have been 2019. Uh, but with Abreu and, and Anderson, they're good for about, like, you know, anywhere in the range of 20 to, like, you know, 16. Abreu's good for him anywhere from, like, 26 to, like, 30. I don't think we're going to see a huge spurt from him. Uh, his career high was 36, but that was his rookie year. Uh, 33 he hit in uh, 2019, 19 in 2020, and then, yeah, he hit 30 last year. 30 home runs in 2021, uh, 30 and 17. Uh, 30, 30 and 117 RBIs for Abreu last year. So I'll go over uh, 27 and a half for Grandal. I think if he's healthy, uh, we just saw a different player last year. And, and that, that we've never seen that type of power from him in his career. And to speak to it, it's like the cumulative effect of the White Sox lineup. Maybe in a regular lineup where Jose's by himself or he has a couple other people with him, pitcher takes a break. He's like, oh, all right, here we go, Josh Harrison. But there's no let-up, really, until you get to the end of that lineup and it's Josh Harrison. 
and then you got to go back to Tim. So the mental wear and tear on the pitcher who's going to be facing these White Sox might be giving up a couple of these home runs uh, to White Sox batters who would have wouldn't have ever hit a home run if they didn't have the combined power that they do have on that lineup. Right, and the thing too about uh, Harrison, uh, and I loved your piece today, Vinny. This is uh, now an unlocked article up on allchgo.com, so you don't have to be a member to go read Vinny's piece. But uh, you talked about Harrison and Anderson, the connection that those two have, and how it connects to the Brad Keller incident back in 2019. Uh, really loved that piece. Uh, I, I kind of think too, like even that nine spot, Harrison can can show off his swag if he hits a home run off of you, but. You got a guy that believes himself in Harrison and the guy that, you know, him and Harrison seem to have a connection here. Uh, what's that type of connection and how was that formed? Uh, how, how have you, you know, seen those two uh, grow their connection at least? Or, or how, how did that connection start? Yeah, I mean, talking to those guys at spring training, you know, Josh, Josh explained to me that, you know, back in 2019 when T.A. was – Boom, the bat flip heard around the world, and, you know, he, he was thrust into that spotlight. And, you know, be it because of that whole unwritten rule nonsense or the suspension that followed due to, you know, uh, what was said on the field and, and kind of the misunderstanding thereof, uh, there are a lot of opinions about Tim. You know, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of positive ones, a lot of negative ones, but everybody had an opinion on him. And Josh went up to him in Detroit. I, I mean, I think he only played. He, he think he only played thirty some games that year for the Tigers. But the next day after after the bat flip, the the Sox were in Detroit, and during that series, Harrison went up to TA and said, "Hey, you got to keep doing you. I, I love the way you play. I do not want to see it change at all. Keep doing you. You know, keep doing your thing. Basically, don't don't change for anybody." And Tim said. It was the perfect time to hear that. It was right. the perfect time to hear something like that from a veteran guy who'd been through it before. He was already a multi-time All-Star or a two-time All-Star at that point. So, I mean, you know, jo Josh Harrison had some cachet, and for Tim to hear that from a veteran player who had been through Major League life, uh, it really boosted him up. And, uh, you know, he, he came back after that and was talking about how he wants to be the new Jackie Robinson when it <laughs> comes to bringing fun to baseball and that kind of thing. And you see where he went from – where he was in 2017 and 2018 to what he's doing in the in the field of dreams game and and you know being in commercials and I mean he's the guy he's in my opinion he is a face of baseball and 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 he got some help from Josh Harrison long before they were White Sox teammates and I think now that chemistry coming together I mean that ninth spot with TA coming behind him I just think that those two are going to click a ton so uh, even your point about like that that might not be the guy that has a ton of power uh, just the chemistry that those two have you know flipping over the, uh, the the lineup there should be exciting and before we move away from the home run talk AJ Pollock had career high home runs last year that's right he is saying yeah he hit uh 21 last year yep. so I mean he might be that might be your seventh eight white side yeah, eight. Eight, eight white <laughs> when's the last time there was a lineup where all nine guys hit over 20 home runs I don't know but here, here there was another one too from Steven Niss who was really just looking to get his name on the the broadcast <laughs> he just has um, good points he said Josh Harrison <laughs> is gonna go over 20 now he's never hit 20 in his career Steven uh, on this team 13, osmosis power by osmosis <laughs> 13 and 16 uh are the career highs for uh, Josh Harrison in the power department for home runs so uh we'll see uh we'll have to look up all these stats about uh when they're going to come up, uh, come, come happen uh, what's the over under on Mancata's music video uh sex 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 is the over under <laughs> that's okay. what I'm setting it at perfect that's great um yeah I, I think that uh sex and a hook or just sex, just sex. okay it can tie you can push <laughs> We're just going to need to uh, figure out if uh, anyone has ever hit, uh, you know, eight teammates have ever hit 20 or more home runs. I mean, that those, was the, the point I was trying to figure those out. Those 19 right. twins 
well, have the yeah. record. So I'm sure yeah. there's a bunch of people in there. I know Garver hit a career high there, and uh, they had a bunch of people who were bopping home runs. So if with the 20 home runs per for the eight guys, we're going to challenge them. Yeah, and maybe we're you coming can, for you, twins. Maybe you can name a bet on a points bet. Best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Do that right now. You get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. If you're really buying in that eight players on the White Sox can hit twenty <laughs> home runs this season, ah, points bet will definitely hear you out. Uh, they'll definitely take your money if you're interested in giving it to them. But that's not it. If you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two thousand dollars in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a fifty dollar first time deposit at points bet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. If you're looking to put some money on the White Sox to win the AL Central, their odds are currently at minus 200. I think if you put 50 down, that probably gives you 25 or so back, maybe 20 back. So you can make some nice money back in uh, late in October if you uh, want to place some money on the White Sox to win the AL Central and if they end up pulling it off for the second straight year. Online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And to make sure that you can hit 20 home runs in a season, our next partner has a product that I use every day. I started taking AG1s because I wanted to hit 20 home runs in a season. Uh, They're going to give me the vitamins and minerals to get my body right and ready for the baseball season. It's coming up on Friday. We are yeah, we're super in the, we're excited in the media for that. Softball league, so yeah, we're, we yeah we're going to be in the softball league. I've been watching uh, this swing doctor on on YouTube try to get my swing right. It's all about a level swing. You know, you got to make sure that it's it's all about a level swing and that your hands are coming forward when you're rotating those hips. So you know, as long as we're doing that and taking your athletic greens, we'll be smashing home runs left and right uh, in the media league softball league. You might be asking, what is athletic greens? With one delicious scoop of AG ones, you're absorbing seventy five. High-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And people might ask, you know, why are you consuming it? Well, over 7,000 people have given AG1s a five-star review. People have found that this goes with every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, or dairy-free. This can work for you. It's a great way to get all those important uh, nutritional uh, elements to your day added into your routine. Right now, it is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water. Uh, It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for millions of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgosocks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgosocks. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgosocks. Final little player props here, uh, over under 167 and a half hits for Tim Anderson. His career high uh, was 168. We th- we talked about him possibly winning a batting title here. Uh, over 168 hits this year for uh, T.A. Herb? Yeah, I think he's going to try to win the batting title and the hits title, so he will have to do that with, uh, uh, what, 168 over that? Yeah, yeah 167 in his career high in 2019. Uh, that's that. when he hit 335, but that was in 123 games. He can do that. Yeah, I think if he's healthy, he can probably get over that. Uh was surprised he didn't get over it in uh, 2018 when he played 153 games. Wasn't uh, the same player. 136 hits, so, uh, you know, over under for this new TA, uh, 167 and a half hits. I'm going north, and, and here's, here's my tease. 
You'll find out why. Oh, we'll right. find out why when we do our awards predictions. Love that. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, listening. I'll go uh, over uh, just because I think TA will be healthier this year. I think uh, we'll see about 130, 135 games from TA, and uh, just by default, uh, that will be the most uh, games he's played since 2019. And I think just by uh, true volume, he'll get there. Uh, maybe not by uh, batting average. Uh, Jose Abreu, 109 and a half RBIs. He was at 117 last year. This one feels honestly a little bit low, uh, but Jose Abreu. 109 and a half RBIs this year. I mean, we're talking about this team is going to hit a bunch of home runs and they're going to have a bunch of people on base. So Jose Abreu in the three hole will have a bunch of opportunities to drive him in. And he usually does. So over. Here you go. Everybody was asking for, uh, you know, big oh. offensive additions all offseason long. I think our, I think this segment or this now what is now bleeding into the second segment perhaps yeah. uh, should indicate that right. the offense was pretty pretty good spot beforehand. Uh, you know, when the season ended last year. But uh, yeah, I'll go over. I mean, I think my bold prediction yesterday was that the White Sox were going to win the uh, Triple Crown collectively between Ta Abreu and Aloy. So I'll go with uh, Abreu winning another RBI crown. It would make sense for you to go over on this one. I'll go over for Jose Abreu on 109.5 RBIs. All right, uh, one final one. I'll skip the the two other ones, and we'll get into the division talk here. Uh, and I'll just bring this one up because it made Vinny laugh. Uh, in 2021, Dallas Keuchel finished with the 11th most home runs allowed by a pitcher in the major leagues with 25 Will Dallas Keuchel in 2022 surpass Floyd Bannister's 1987 record of most home runs allowed in a season with 38 home runs? And this is a White Sox team record of 38 home runs allowed in a season. It would seem unlikely, wouldn't it? It would seem that because... Dallas Keuchel, that was the worst year of his career last yeah. year, and he and he would have to give up about, what, 50% more home runs than he did uh, last year. My question is, why is he staying in the game long enough to do that? <laughs> well, the White Sox need innings. Isn't that what we've been talking about the past three weeks? That they the need innings. home run Dallas Keuchel's given up. You it's never the fourth know. inning. You never know. You never know. I Tony mean, sleep at the wheel. Uh, Jordan Lyles last year for the Texas Rangers gave up 38 home runs. Patrick Corbin gave up 37. I mean, it could be yeah, it's, on two- it's doable. Crappy teams. Under. Way under. I don't even know if he's going to be allowed to give up 30 home runs. If he's giving up that many home runs, he's not effective in doing his job. He'll probably be out of those games before the fifth <laughs> inning, and we'll find somebody else. Vince Velasquez will be our fifth starter. And, of course, we're going to get Lance Lynn back, and we've talked about Johnny Cueto. So he has competition if he doesn't get his stuff right this year. 38 home runs. Floyd Bannister, what were you doing out there, bro? <laughs> Jesus. He was busy. He was busy. I uh, bet you had a, it was 87. Okay, it wasn't like a, the 83 year. So 83. They no. were really good. So yeah. 87, yeah, he was probably on his last legs. I don't know. Sean's don't. knowledge of the past is so strange to me. Like, some things he's like, has no idea what we're talking about, like a movie that made like millions and millions of dollars. And then he pulls out names like Floyd Bannister, and you're like, what? How First old off, are you? Okay, Google is a thing. I got that off whitesocks.com. Uh, they have a team record page that is very, very in-depth. Uh, I don't know Floyd Bannister. I have no idea if he was on the 1983 team. I don't know if he was on the 1988 team. You gave me the little fun fact that uh, Brian Bannister is his son. So I it's mean, for the Royals. You know, yeah. I, I, know, I know some things, but it's mostly from uh, my, my great co-host. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know much. Huh? I gave you nothing. Yeah. Just Vinny. It's all right. Uh, let's go into our division winners and our division predictions now. Uh, we're going to start with the AL Central. Uh, yeah, let's just start with the AL Central. I was going to go last. I was going to say we're going to start with the AL Central last, but that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's just go with, to the AL Central. Uh, guys, do you think the Sox are going to win the AL Central this year? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. We all sure picked the uh, like Chicago White Sox to win the AL Central. Uh, if you've been listening to our AL Central uh, previews for the other teams, uh, we have said that we, you know the White Sox are, are are in first place, and it's just if things go wrong, uh, that's where they won't win the AL Central. Uh, AL West. We got some uh, differing opinions here, but you guys are in the same boat with the Mariners. Uh, Vinny, why you like the Mariners this year? The M's they were they were they were putting it together last year, and I think that they are uh, I think they're on the doorstep of doing that again this year because you look at the teams that they'll be competing against. The A's obviously got much much worse with the fire sale that they just engineered, and then you look at the Astros lost Carlos Correa. I mean, you know, uh, they're still a very good team down there in Houston. I fully expect them to be in the playoffs, but Seattle's coming, and they made a lot of moves this year. They had that big trade with the Reds. Uh, and then they went out and uh, signed the reigning Cy Young winner as well in the American League in Robbie Ray. So uh, they got a fun lineup, and I, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, uh, and I think they're going to just eke out uh, the AL West uh, against the Astros. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And rookie, I think it's Julio Rodriguez, he's a thing. Mitch Hanniger is still there. I was wanting the White Sox to perch, uh, poach him before the M's got good, and they're like, oh, no, we got to need to keep this guy. The trade for Eugenio Suarez mm-hmm. and Jesse Winker makes them even better. You just talked about Robbie Ray. They got better from a team that just missed the playoffs last year. Like, they went to the last weekend with hopes of being a uh, playoff uh, representative, and they missed out just by a little bit, and they got really much better. And I think Scott Service is a good manager, too. Yeah, I, I – I've, 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 I know, I'm going to root for Seattle. Seattle is a fun team. They got cool uniforms. They're, they don't have a ton of wins. You know, I mean, just looking at their franchise history, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, they're an easy team to, to I think, root for. Uh, but looking at just Houston, they didn't get that much worse. Like, yes, Correa did lead the team. But outside of that, I don't think they had any major, major losses that are, is going to affect them to getting back to the, you know, the ALS, well, ALS be, crown. They just, well, they lost their best hitter to another team, yeah. and they lost their best pitcher to season-long injury. Who? McCullers. McCullers. Oh, yeah. but, they, but they're also getting Verlander back. So it's like, sure. you know, I mean, still, good. Looking, still looking at that rotation, Verlander. Valdez, Odorizzi, Verlander, uh, Urquidy, and Garcia. I mean, that's not too much different than what, beat the White Sox last year. So, I mean, I, I, I still think that, you know, if you're swapping out Verlander from a colors there, I'm fine with it. And, and, and I, I, you know, I just think that we saw what Houston could do. I mean, AOS Co- batters are fine with it, too. They're like, <laughs> mm, delicious. Hey, Kate Upton keeps them young. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think, too, like, I mean, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, that's a good one, two, three, four. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to roll with Dusty and uh, the Astros here. I, I think that they're going to be able to pull off the AL West And crown. the Mariners have the second-best hat in Major League Baseball. It was the first. Come oh, no. Okay. All right. Wait, uh, hold on. Which one? Huh? Not the, the, the Mariners the, don't the, have the – the Mariners have the second-best hat of the Mariners. Like I would the, argue. Yeah. What, the, the compass <laughs> yeah. one. Where the no. mirrors had the M and the compass. Yeah. No, give me the, or the, S the, S the, the royal compass. blue and the gold. The, the M trident. Yeah, that's what you M want. Trident. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. <laughs> I, I like, I'm with Herb. I like the, the newer colors, but with the M trident. I, I like the S and then the compass behind yeah, it. I like that's that one better. better. Uh, AL East. Let's uh, get our predictions here. Yeah, I like the Griffey A-Rod uh, era there. Uh, AL East. Uh, Vinny, who are you going with in the AL East? Going with the Blue Jays. Um, I've been saying on this podcast for a while now that I think they're the best team in the American League as we enter into the season, you know, on paper. Uh, you know, getting Matt Chapman was huge, obviously, uh, but, you know, what that, that starting rotation has some real horses in it. 
big big bats all up and down that lineup. Full season of George Springer ought to be very impressive for the Blue Jays. Um, I don't know if they will end the season as the best team in the American League, but right now I think they are the best team in the American League. Herb, you got Tampa. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to have them. But every single damn year, <laughs> you look at some other team in the AL East. Like, Toronto's the flavor of the month. You, the Yankees in Boston, of course. But when we look at it in September, the GD Tampa Rays are right there. They're winning division with people you've never heard of in your life. And, you know, I know we're excited to play the Tigers, and they just got Austin Meadows. The fact that they got Austin Meadows now, I'm like, he's probably going to be bad because Tampa doesn't get <laughs> rate, give away – Good players, not at all. So they probably gonna plug and play with some other guy. They made Manuel Margot a right. good ba- baseball player. <laughs> well, like I, that is a thing down there in Tampa. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing it right down there. I wish our team was a little bit more like them and uh, spend a little bit more money than they do. Be be like them, but spend. Be yeah, like the Tampa Bay Rays who spend money is what you, you no want like the White develop the players oh, and okay. then spend the money on the players. I mean they I did with you. Wander Franco. They secured his services for a bunch of years, but the Rays are just a uh, a weird franchise that gets the job done. They're the Pirates but good. Yeah, I just know that Austin Meadows is going to kick the White Sox ass in guaranteed rate park. I mean, we're probably going to see like at least four home runs a season from Austin Meadows in Chicago alone. Just uh, I have a feeling that he's going to be Ryan Rayburn-esque uh, for, for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, let's go into, uh, I'm going to go with the T- Toronto Blue Jays as well. I think they're the best team in the ML. Uh, a lot of t- power rankings have them at number one, which makes me a little bit weary, but uh, with that lineup, with that rotation, I think that they just got a lot of depth. Uh, I think that they're good every single spot, so I'll go with the Blue Jays. And in the to East. speak to you guys' uh, point of picking them, remember, they all have to be vaccinated. They're in Canada. It's a different country. They have those rules. Other teams in the AL East will be not at, will have right. players missing series because they're not vaccinated when they go up to Toronto. So advantage Toronto in that regard. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad point. I mean, it seems like, you know, the Yankees might lose Aaron Judge just because of that fact. Uh, not not sure of that, but it seems like, you know, he was a little bit hesitant to answer if he was or was not vaccinated. The Yankees might be out without their star player when they go up to Toronto, which could be huge. Uh, let's go through our wild cards. we got three wild cards this year with the uh, playoffs expanded to six teams. Uh, Vinny, why don't you run down your wild card teams? Yeah, some teams that we've already talked about, obviously, but I'm going with the Rays the Astros and the Yankees. I think the Rays, for everything Herb said about them, is completely accurate, and they will no doubt be there uh, in the in the playoffs. I think the Astros, Sean, everything you said about them was accurate, and they will no doubt be there. Uh, I'll go with the Yankees because, the you know, the Yankees are trying to, to, to do this. They've got a great roster. Um, I think there are some other contenders who we'll talk about. I don't think it would be out of the question to see a team from the Central uh, sneak into that last wild card spot, but I think the teams in the East, uh, you know, specifically the Yankees and the Red Sox we haven't talked about yet, are better than all the other four teams in the Central there. So I'll go with the team that's a little bit better than Boston right now, I think, in New York, uh, and that'll round out my wild card uh, section there. Herb, who are your three wild card teams? I have the Blue Jays as my first wild card, then the Yankees. Of course, they're really solid this year. And <laughs> I was thinking about going for all AL East teams, so four AL East teams in the playoffs, so Boston <laughs> would have made it. But I'm like Charlie Brown, and the Angels are like Lucy. Every year, I'm like, hmm, this is the year the Angels are going to do it. Joe <laughs> Madden's got them right. I'm going to get a full year of Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout's back. 
course, they got the MVP in Shohei Itani, got Syndergaard, got Rysel Iglesias. Here we go, Angels. I got them as the third wild card. Watch that fall flat again, like 77 wins. <laughs> damn Angels. Yeah. All that goddamn talent, no, no wins. Until until all those other players you mentioned also turn into two-way guys that can pitch as well. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you're going to nail that one, Herb. Yeah, and until Mike Trout can stay healthy for a full season. Like, if he stays healthy, then they'll have a chance. But and, you know, the more and more that he's out, the, the less and less they'll have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, going to my last uh, wildcard teams, I got, I'll go with Tampa, uh, just exactly like Herb said. There's no reason to, but there's no reason not to just because they seem to be here every single year. I'll go with the Yankees. Past four years, they've made it uh, into the uh, playoffs. They've been over 90 wins or at least would have finished with 90 wins if it was a 162-game season. Uh, So I'll go with the Yankees there. Uh, And then wrapping it up, I'll go with Minnesota. I'll be nice. Uh, I do think that they'll end up adding to their pitching at some point to the season, and I think that as long as Correa and Buxton can stay healthy, or you know, if Correa's hurt, at least you know maybe Buxton will be healthy. If Buxton's hurt, hopefully Correa will be healthy. Uh, I think that they could probably fend it off enough to sneak out that third wild card. Talk spot. about my Angels, and you talking about those Minnesota Twins making the playoffs? The weird ass Minnesota Twins without any pitching. How are they going to make it without any pitching? Do you see uh, CC Sabathia? Named a uh, special advisor to the commissioner today. I did today. see that. Awesome. Minnesota Twins. There you go. Damn right. Minnesota Twins. Uh, let's go into the NL now. Uh, Vinny, NL Central, who you got winning it this year? Well, I, I, picked, the, I picked the Cardinals. I'm not really loving that idea <laughs> the more I think about it, but I guess it's there on the screen, so we're going to go ahead and go with the Cardinals. They got some, they got some guys, right? I mean, the Brewers, yeah. though, I did remember that their pitching is pretty damn good, so maybe I should have gone with the Brew Crew. I love Miller Park. I'm never going to not call it Miller Park. Sorry, American Family Field, but uh, it's like my favorite stadium, but uh, I guess I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's Cardinal magic right there. Herb, you and I got the Brewers. Yeah, I think even you just talked about it. They have elite pitching there. Like, they're awesome in their starting staff, and the relievers are awesome too. So I don't see them uh, running away and hiding from anybody in the NL Central. That's why I still think the Cubs and Cardinals have a good chance of winning that division. Yes, the Cubs. Really? Yes, oh. because mm. I don't think those guys, mm. those teams are not like world beaters. And I know somebody. But think, the Cubs are bad. The Cubs are bad. Are they? Yes. Yeah. Are they, though? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're that bad, guys. Yeah. I think they can get 80-plus wins this year. Um and I don't think that – I think while we crap on the AL Central, I think the NL Central is the worst division in baseball by Agreed. far. Agreed. Oh, yeah, by far. I mean, I think the, the Brewers, you know, have this division in hand uh, just with their rotation alone. I mean, they could literally have Keston Hero, Tyrone Taylor, Mike Brousseau, and Marcio Feliciano, all of their bench just slotted into their lineup, and I still think that I'd pick them to win the NL Central. Like, th- th- this team is built off of their pitching. Their pitching is disgusting, will be disgusting as long as they avoid injuries, and uh, you really can't say this. No team has a strength like this in the NL Central like the Brewers uh, pitching. So I'm going to go with the Brewers here. I just just think they'll be too dominant. Uh, Going now to the NL West, uh, this one is, uh, you know, pretty chalk here. Los Angeles Dodgers across the board. Vinny? I think the only thing we need to figure out uh, about the Dodgers is not whether they're going to win the division. Granted, they didn't win it last year, but uh, it's which Dodger is going to win the NL MVP. Because there's like six guys you could choose from. Uh, I'll say Mookie Betts, but uh, yeah, the Dodgers are winning the West. Yeah, Herb? Embarrassment of riches. They had a championship-level team last year, even though they got beat. And they're like, you know what? That's not enough. That's not good enough. If every... If they just went back and just said, we're just going to run it back, guys. The same exact players we had last year on our team again with, you know, Sands, Corey Seager. Right. 
everybody would have said, yeah, the Dodgers are the best team in the, in the NOS. They said, no, that's not good enough. We want to get better. And they got better. They are the clear-cut best team on paper in Major League Baseball. And he like, he, like Vinny just said, MVPs on top of MVPs. Getting Freddie Freeman is just unfair. Yeah. Really unfair. And the person I think that doesn't get talked about a lot is Walker Bueller. I know he's a Cy Young candidate, but he is really, really good. I know people more focus on other pitchers on that staff. Walker Bueller is a thing. I know I'm not breaking news to you people out there who are listening and watching, but he should get more love than he gets right now. I know. If just one team, if, if a team in that draft, wanted to take a Vanderbilt pitcher, of course, clearly they would want to go with Walker Buehler, and there would be no other choice. Uh, and funny enough, those two pitchers are now both on the Los Angeles Dodgers. So uh, shout-out to uh, Carson Fulmer and shout-out to Walker In the brief Walker Buehler. period I saw him, Carson Fulmer pitching, I was like, all right, here we go. In spring training, here we go. a little nasty. Here we go, Carson, uh, Carson Fulmer, just the nicest guy. Oh, oh, is he? Just the nicest guy. good guide. to hear. Uh, let's go, uh, and I'm going to pick the Dodgers as well. Obviously, the Giants are a uh, thorn in the side of the Dodgers. Uh, they won not, the division, the reigning champs. They won the yeah. division and won the series series. Uh, uh, season series against the uh, the Dodgers last year too, kind of similar to the White Sox and Royals. Uh, Dodgers were nine and ten uh, against the uh, Giants last year. Still outscored them eighty to seventy eight though. So you know, classic Giants still just getting the wins. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Dodgers here. Uh, let's go out to the NL East. We wow, got different teams difference. here. So uh, Vinny, uh, you like the New York Mets? I'm rocking the hat today. Yeah, we're going to have to trade hats for this little conversation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Metropolitans. I'm a Big believer in Max Scherzer, and we'll see, you know, if he can keep all his body parts intact to uh, lead them to a uh, division title this year. But the Mets went all out, and I, I really liked all the moves they made. You know, they, some of them weren't, you know, as ridiculous as giving Max Scherzer $45 million <laughs> or whatever it is he's making. But, you know, to add a guy like Marte, to add a guy, right. you know, like, uh, you know, I, I just think, yeah, I mean, I just really, I just really liked their offseason. It was very, uh, uh, shoring up all holes I thought and so I think the Mets are going to finally do something the Mets rarely do and win the division they added yeah. Chris Bassett as well yeah, uh, her, uh your team stayed busy too Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber coming to the Phillies yeah I mean five hitters there where you're going to be really scared in the middle of the lineup uh, including with uh, the MVP Bryce Harper JT Real Muto and Rice Reese Hopkins I mean it's not even talking about Yon Segura and then their pitching staff I think that they're in the NL East is going to be a nice battle, them, the, the Braves, and the Mets. But I think the Phillies are going to come out victorious as far as the division winner. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta here. I don't think they got that much worse. Acuna is going to be healthy this year. Uh, they might even get Marcelo Zuna back. Uh, Fred, why? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know why, but they still might get him back. Uh, Matt Olson on, on the team as well. Uh, I, I think that they're going to be absolutely fine. I still think that they're going to be able to rinse and repeat here. They feel like truly the, the Dodgers of the East, and I, I don't think that they're going to be beaten by either team. I just don't think those teams have enough to uh, jump over the Braves. Why are you disrespecting this your year? hat? You're nine minutes. Oh, well, don't worry. I'm going to disrespect them more a little bit later. Let's get into <laughs> our wild cards here. Uh, Vinny, start us off. Run us down your uh, three NL wild card teams. Yeah, I got the Giants, the Braves, and the Padres. Uh, the Braves are very good, even though they were, you know, I think the, the, the lowest win team of the division winners maybe last year. Mm -hmm. They didn't win 90 games, but they won the World Series. Good for them. Um, and, and and the Giants, obviously, are still there, right? I mean, without Buster Posey, but they, they still got everybody that, that kind of helped them last year. Plus, they add Carlos Rodon, you know, a big arm there. They lost Gausman, but uh, to to the Blue Jays, but um, yeah. And then the Padres. I mean, I I, I got to tell you, I think the Padres they got guys, and you know, it didn't work. But you know what they got this year? 
They got Bob Melvin. And that guy, that guy is one of the best managers in baseball. I think he will win manager of the year uh, in the National League, just like he seems to almost do every year uh, in, in or did almost every year in the AL when he was managing the A's up in Oakland. So I think that managerial hire gets them over the hump and into the playoffs, even if they're going to be without Fernando Tatis Jr. Of course, I got the nine mats because their starting rotation when everybody's healthy, the ground Scherzer, Bassett, Taiwan Walker, I don't even know who the fifth star is. That right there is dumb, dumb good. Atlanta, they're the reigning champions, so I'm not going to disrespect them and not pick them. I know they lost Freddie Freeman, but I think for their long-term future, they probably got a better player. Matt Olson gloves it at first base, can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's pretty solid. And St. Louis, every time you count them out, they're going to have a guy come up, a pitcher that you've never heard of, and he's mm-hmm. going to throw a uh, 175 innings going to be in the Cy Young conversation, or there's going to be a guy like Tyler O'Neill. It just shows up out of nowhere. I know Cardinal fans have known him for a while, but right. last year I was like, who the hell is this, and why is he hitting on the home runs? And he lifts weights every five seconds, apparently, because that man is just swole as hell. So that, the Cardinals are going to be my third wild card there. Well, and they're trying to figure out Jordan Hicks, too, with his crazy 102-mile-per-hour sinker, and they Dumb. might move him to a starter, so we'll see. And you knew the other Mets starter. It's uh, Cookie Carrasco. It just, uh, just wasn't on top of your head right there. So, uh, you know. Uh, a former division See foe. See how many guys the Mets got? Jeez. They got a lot of guys. Uh, so I'm going to go with San Francisco as my wild card number one. They won 107 games last year. They were really good. They didn't get that much worse. Like you said, they lost Kevin Gausman. They lost Buster Posey. But I think they were able to make up for it. They're a very, 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 very smart organization as well. They got uh, young so Yaz, too. They got young Yaz. They don't have well. old Yaz. They got young Yaz. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll go with the San Francisco Giants as my first wild card team. Then I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. I do love Kyle Schwarber. I do love Nick Castellanos, uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, they should be able to score a lot of runs uh, this year. So I will go with the Phillies. And Dave Dombrowski is anything. Uh, if, he, if he is anything, he is aggressive. So uh, they, they will be aggressive in making sure that team's better. And then I put the Mets uh, as my third wildcard team. And then Jacob DeGrom gets hurt. And then Taiwan Walker gets hurt. And then uh, Max Scherzer's got a little bit of a hamper. And I do think that Francisco Lindor will be better. But Vinny has now talked me into having the San Diego Pirates be the uh, third wildcard team. So goodbye, Mets. You made a a faux pas there, but (laughs) I think I'll go with it. You said San Diego Pirates. Oh, it was perfect. I, I said, mean, to be fair, if any team is going to be named the Pirates, it should be the one on the ocean, not the one in the middle of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, but with, the, with the Navy there, too. Yeah, I mean, hold on. Pittsburgh's got three rivers, you know. A lot of Pirates going up and down the Allegheny. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Getting stuck. Well, and it's funny that I said San Diego Pirates because I, when I saw Lawrence's hat, which is clearly a San Diego Padres hat, I said, oh, nice Pirates hat. So wow, you've got it on the brain. For some wow. reason, uh, I just am, am screwing up the Pirates I mean, versus the colors. The, uh, I, I got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some shade at your guys' Phillies pick, by the way, because it seems like every year they spend eight thousand yeah. gajillion dollars, and every year they miss the playoffs. So until proven otherwise, let's see. Let's ha, let let's let the Phillies go out and show me that they're not gonna screw it up again. Yeah, that's I don't how I that. feel about Sean's San Diego Padres. Well, that's how I feel about your Mets. They will spend all the money in the world. They'll hire Buck Show Walter, and then they'll go 72 and 90. I'm a big-time uh, San Diego Padres fan, and I haven't seen it. And Tatis is running, running motorcycles into the ground and getting hurt with, like a jerk. Yes, they have every single starting pitcher ever. And they should trade some of them. They have Bob Melvin, which is the, the reason and why. And a bunch of prospects that are just – 
hugging on to. Yeah, and, and you know, Bob Melvin might even uh, convince me right now to go to CHGO, or not CHGO, but go to PointsBet, uh, because I enjoy CHGO, and one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you're thinking about any of the uh, you know division winners here, AL MVP, NL MVP, you're looking to place a futures bet, we want you to take advantage of this PointsBet deal. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 when you sign up using the code CHGO, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And... Here comes the segue, Vinny. I'm not even looking over, but I see you pointing. I don't know if it's because of this, but Herb, you got the shirt on. Look at that. Yes, I do. You got the CHGO Locker shirt. It is the black and white version. It's perfect. If you want to go to the CHGO Locker and get one of these perfect black and white shirts, go to allchgo.com. You can find the CHGO Locker Room, and you'll be able to see all of the shirts that we have available. We have the one that shirt... Uh, Herb is currently modeling off now. We got one with uh, the CHGO lo- logo over on the pocket uh, on the right, uh, you know, little chest area. We got our brawler socks that you see in the bottom right uh, of the corner of that logo. We got that on a shirt in the middle. We got the Cubs one. We got the Blackhawks one. We got the Bulls one. We got uh, a different CHGO one with some of the letters and logos from all the teams combined. So you can go to the CHGO website allchgo.com right there click the locker and you'll be able to see all of the dope merch that we have yeah all of them are right there on the screen right now chgo team letters blackhawk sky bowls all of them are great excited to get ours uh shipped to our house and uh thank you for everyone who's uh, supported and become a member already so i uh, really appreciate that allchgo.com all right guys Let's get into the award talk here. Any other? You're, that's what you wanted me to do, right? I was pointing because I remembered. So you might have noticed when I was listing off Mets people, I just froze in the middle of an answer and couldn't remember. Yeah, Chris Bassett, Eduardo Escobar. Ooh, mm. I like that addition as well White for Sox the Mets. Great. Former yeah. White Sox great. Well, yes. and also former uh, in 2021, former White Sox great because Bob Nightingale tweeted that he was going to be traded to the Sox, oh, and God. you know he'll always be linked in my mind because of that. Let's go into the AL awards uh, since we are you know the AL podcast we won't go into the nl stuff we'll let the cubs people deal with their league uh but let's go into the al awards we got al mvp al cy young al rookie of the year al manager of the year and al comeback player of the year uh vinnie who's your al mvp i'm going to uh break from the crowd here i know you guys uh, are going to talk about the same player coming right up mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with tim anderson Wow, I, I believe that uh, everything that everything that I say every time Tim Anderson's name is brought up on this podcast uh, is very true. He is the MVP of the White Sox. He is the he is the guy that makes this team go. I know you don't do a lot of, uh, or I should say, I know voters across the league don't do a lot of you know looking at the intangibles kind of thing when they when they pick their award winners, and that's fine. It's you know those are production based awards, but. When it comes to the White Sox and what they are going to achieve this year, it's going to start and end with the guy playing shortstop, number seven, Tim Anderson. And so I think he's a guy that can win another batting title. I mean, I don't have to think that. He is a guy that can win another batting title. We talked about the number of hits he might get. If he had some power numbers to that, play some really good defense like he is capable of doing, 
Why not? Why can't he be the MVP of the league? I, th- I, I think it's very, very within reach. I think there's a lot of guys on this White Sox team who could fit into that category. I think T.A. Uh, is the guy who leads the charge for this team this year. Yeah, and he's been in contention before. I know Steve Stone has thrown him out, I believe, in 2020, obviously 2019 as well. Uh, so, I mean, he's he's clearly had a big, big, big impact on the Sox team. And if you know if he is, is hitting 20 home runs and stealing 20 bags and you know has a five-war season for a 100-win White Sox team, I could easily see it happening. Uh, Herb, we've got the uh, same idea here with uh, Luis Robert. Why don't we talk about uh, La Pantera and why he can win the MVP in 2022? I agree with what Vinny said about Tim, but there's a lot of question marks. Like, he has to add the power. He right. has to be stellar at defense. Those are already there for Luis Robert. The and you got to stay healthy. The only thing for Luis Robert, the only thing fall, uh, faltering his career so far is health. That's the only thing. If he plays whatever amount of games, 140, 150, all 162, his numbers will show out. He is really great. I don't believe that Byron Buxton will play 162 games. He hasn't shown it as yet. I believe that Luis Robert will have the health this year, and the numbers will show out. Like, as we said with uh, Vinny, he said it's a production-based award. And his numbers will look great if I'm predicting him for a 30-30 year. And remember, his rookie year, he won a gold glove. I think he'll return to that form this year. So, gold glover slash 30-30 30-30 guy leading a White Sox team to the AL Central Division MVP. Yeah, this is a guy if, you know, over his per, if you take it the average of his uh, career stats, put it per 100 or 650 plate appearances, his war would be 6.7. I mean, that's MVP level, and that's taking in a 2020 season where he's getting used to major league pitching. That's taking in a 2021 season where he was uh, riddled with injuries. But you look at the first half of his 2021 season, 21 games or 21 hits in the first 25 games, and then when you check back when he came back uh, after his injury, uh, 12 home runs uh, from August 12th uh, to the end of the season. I mean, he had two different seasons where, one, he was just hitting the cover off and getting on base pretty much every single game, and then the other one he turned into the terminator of a ball uh, just with extra base hit after extra base hit after extra base hit. Uh, not only is he he have the power and the speed combo and the ability to have a 300-plus average, uh, but you're talking about the elite uh, defense that we have. Um, they're making bobbleheads with him on a, having a gold glove. So uh, if there is a season for Luis Robert to have that MVP season, uh, it, I think it is this year in, in 2022, as long as he stays healthy, this is the year for him to finally put it all together. Uh, let's go to our Cy Young predictions. Uh, Vinny, you had a surprise one. I was I was excited to talk about yours. Uh, who you got for the Cy Young in 2022? Listen, I don't think you ever. I don't think you can ever sleep on a future uh, future Hall of Famer, and that's what Justin Verlander is. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him to win the AL Cy Young here in 2022. He's back healthy, pitching for a very good Astros team that's going to give him plenty of run support. But this is one of those guys. Max Scherzer is another where every time they take the mound, you can you can expect dominance and and you can be surprised when it's not that you know what I mean and and you you, you've seen what he's done in his career leading teams to the playoffs leading teams to World Series appearances uh he's won an MVP because he's been that kind of pitcher uh you know to go along with the Cy Young so I'm I'm going I'm going with Verlander I'm gonna go with Robbie Ray and I know you guys are like okay he's gonna be a repeat winner and I you brought up the last time that was done I think Pedro Martinez in 99 2000 in the American League, last guy to go back-to-back was Pedro. Okay. I think that him pitching in the AL East last year, and down the stretch, that's where he won the award. 
over Garrett Cole. Pitching versus these teams, the Yankees, the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Orioles. Now he gets to go out west. Not, you know, not shoot, not uh, guys you just step over. The Angels are tough. Other teams are tough. The Houston Astros are tough. But not the Yankees. They're not the Rays. They get to play those guys a little bit more. So his numbers will either stay the same or get better, I believe, uh, out there in Seattle. And I've already picked them to win out there in the AL West. So it puts a little bit more shine on him. Okay, well, how are they doing? Okay, they have a ace up there who won the Cy Young last year. We're going to pick him again. Well, and he's in more pitcher-friendly ballparks, too. I mean, you don't have to pitch in very small Yankee Stadium. Uh, Boston can give people trouble. Baltimore. Baltimore can give people trouble. I mean, you see what Marcus Simeon did in Toronto. He hit 45 home runs. I mean, that ball flies out of that park. So, definitely a lot of different uh, places that, you know, you could struggle in in the AL East. So, definitely the AL West is a, a, an easier division to navigate. Uh, I do love the Verlander pick, too. You look at his numbers since 2018, uh, and, yes, he's coming off Tommy John. But if he's healthy, uh, with Houston uh, over the past two seasons, 443 innings, 256 ERA, nearly 600 strikeouts, uh, disgusting stuff uh, for him. So if he's healthy, uh, you know, maybe he could even get a 300 strikeout season, which could they be say, possible. They say age is a number. Well, all those other things are numbers, too, that you just yes, read. Yes, that out. is true. Those are also <laughs> numbers. That's a, that's a fact. Uh, I'm going to give it to Kevin Gausman. Uh, I'm really excited about Kevin Gausman. Uh, returning to the AL East, uh, had obviously started his career in Baltimore, went over to San Francisco, had some stops in Atlanta and Cincinnati as well, but really figured stuff out in San Francisco. And I don't think this is park uh, specific. Kevin Galsman has always had nasty, nasty stuff. He has a blazing fastball around 97 miles per hour and the best splitter in baseball. I don't think the AL East is ready for it. I don't think they can handle it. I think Kevin Gausman's going to be the ace of Toronto. I really think Toronto's going to be a good team this year. I have them winning the AL East, and we talked about how tough that division is. I think you need an ace to lead you through that division. We saw that with Robbie Ray. We saw that with Garrett Cole. The fact that they have a lot of pitchers behind him as well, I like their depth. I think that Kevin Gausman can go out and be the ace for the, the Toronto Blue Jays. So let's go Kevin Gausman. I think he's going to win the AL uh, Cy Young this year. Let's go to AL Rookie of the Year. Vinny, you and I are on the same uh, wavelength here. Who you got? Bobby Witt Jr., I believe he's the number one prospect in baseball. He's going to tear it up for the Royals. White Sox fans are going to get irritated with him very quickly. Yeah, not excited to see it, but uh, Herb, uh, White Sox fans might get upset with your guy too. Spencer Torkelson, I mean, his numbers might not be as good as Bobby Witt Jr.'s, but he'll be on a better team, so we'll get more shine on him. And then voters who won't see Detroit Tiger games, like, oh, okay, he's contributing to a team that's actually competing in the AL Central. Cool, let me give him the nod over a guy and Bobby Witt, who's toiling at the fourth or fifth spot in the AL Central. Yeah, I think that Bobby Witt's going to get it just based off position. Uh, he's playing shortstop or third base, I think. Uh, and I know that Torkelson might play some third base, but I, I think first. that, yeah, Candelario's got third base locked down for the Tigers. I think that that's just going to help uh, Witt boost up. Uh, he'll get the defensive war boost from that. And also, too, uh, that guy can just hit. Uh, he's got like some of the fastest hands uh, for a prospect that I, I've seen in a long time. So Bobby Witt is scary. But uh, Torkelson was drafted number one overall for a reason, too. So it's not a bad pick there by uh, Herb. AL manager of the, AL manager of the year, uh, Vinny, who you got? Kevin Cash. The guy earns it every single year. You could, give, you could make that the Kevin Cash Award because he, I mean, managing that team the way he does, yeah, definitely. Like I said with, about Bob Melvin earlier with, with what he had done in Oakland, Kevin Cash does an even more impressive job of that down in Tampa Bay. I mean, Seattle, I've already talked about their great team that they have. I think they're going to reward the manager of that team, Scott Service. I used to call him Scotty Service. 
back with the <laughs> with the Cubs. Cervezas. Yes, he's he's pretty good. He's pretty solid. He's got a nice team. He can manage out there. And without Bob Melvin in Oakland, it opens it up. Right. The ward is opened up now. Yeah, and then NL Manager of the Year is going to be tough uh, between Bob Melvin and uh, uh, Craig Council with the uh, Brewers. So uh, definitely a, a, a race out there. But I'm going to go with Charlie Montoyo of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays will win the toughest division. Makes sense to give it to their manager. Uh, let's go to Comeback Player of the Year. Vinny, yours makes sense. You have a, uh, the AL Cy Young being Justin Verlander coming off of Tommy John. So you, the AL Comeback Player of the Year is... Justin Verlander, there you go. It lines right up. Easy enough. Herb, who you got? Even though I said he might be injured because he's never shown he's going to be healthy, Byron Buxton. And whenever he plays, yeah. he's an MVP candidate. And if he plays even half the games this year, he's going to show out. And the numbers are going to be great. So I got Byron Buxton as the comeback player of the year for the American League. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, I hope he. I hope it doesn't come true, though, because that means he's playing, and that means uh, a lot if, of if Byron you know, difficulties for the White Sox. Games, then you have a tr- you have problems with the MVP. You, you might you might have the MVP right there troubles. in Byron Buxton. Yeah, uh, Corey Kluber is my pick for comeback player of the year. He just signed with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, wasn't that great with uh, New York last year, but uh, he's going to Tampa, so they'll figure him out, and he's uh, he's good. So let's go with, let's go with Corey Kluber and uh, Father Zo. Yeah, uh, Julio Rodriguez got into my mind because they keep on talking about that kid like he's a generational talent. So out there in Seattle, another reason my man Scotty Cervais and his mems are going to be doing work. Well, and I'm excited because I just picked up Julio Rodriguez in my fantasy team. Ah, so just, uh, just a scrappy pickup. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't even draft. Missed the draft. Year olds? What's going on? I don't even know. I missed the draft. I was. I didn't even look at the free agent pool for just a couple available? days. And mm. Jose Rodriguez was sitting there. Also, Andrew Vaughn sitting there. So I made a, wow. a couple uh, uh, good pickups there. So I'm. I'm excited for that. So uh, let's wrap this up. Sox win total. What can we predict in uh, World Series predictions? Uh, we'll skip the playoff ones. So uh, Sox win total. World Series predictions. Uh, let's start with Sox win total. I predicted 95 and 67. I got it right last year. I predicted 93 and 63. So uh, I'll go 95 and 67. That was before the Lance Lynn injury, but I feel mean saying they're not going to win 95 games now because of Lance Lynn's injury. So I'll stick with it. I think the, I think the Lance Lynn injury, I, I docked it two games. I think yeah. I had it at 97, bumped it down to 95. Yeah. I only got the White Sox winning 91 games. Having starting pitching problems is going to be – a big-time thing, and eventually cumulatively will affect the bullpen and the starters. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure most books have the win total at 91.5, so Herb would take the under uh, on that one. World Series predictions. Uh, Vinny, we'll start with you. I have the Los Angeles Dodgers beating the Chicago White Sox Ooh. in the World Series. I picked, I picked the Sox to win the pennant last year, I think like the day before Aloy got hurt. <laughs> I picked the Sox to win the pennant this year, I think, two days before Lance Lynn got hurt. So might as well just stay with tradition. Uh, Sox to win the AL, but then the Dodgers are just a little too much. Herb, who you got? Vinny just said it. The Dodgers are just too much. Dodgers versus Tampa Bay, a rematch. Dodgers win. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Dodgers as well. Dodgers over the Blue Jays. But I think we can say this. I have picked the uh, Dodgers to win the World Series the last five years. It's been a smart pick. It's the easiest pick to make. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it's not going to happen. It might not happen. It doesn't have to happen. We've seen in 2019 uh, different things happen. 2018, 2017. Good thing for Dodgers fans is they feel like, man, this is great that we're going for the championship every year, and then it only happening one out of those years. I, I think you could probably complain a little bit about the fact that you only have one World Series title, but that also just shows you how tough baseball is. They have been the best team in baseball since 2011, 
They've, been, they've had an 11-year run of being the best team in baseball, and they have won one World Series. It is really tough to repeat. It is really tough to win more than one, and that's when you have a fantastic team. And that's why, you know, when we talk about the White Sox, that's why every little small move matters because you never know uh, what could be the decider to make you into a World Series team. But those are our predictions for the 2022 MLB season. Hit us up on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox with your predictions. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We'd love seeing your uh, thoughts here in the YouTube chat. So thank you for participating in that. For Vinny Duber, Herb Lawrence, and for the great production done by our guy Lawrence, I'm Sean Anderson. We will talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO White Sox podcast. We will be previewing the opening series between the Chicago White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. It won't be a live episode. It will be a pre-recorded audio episode dropping to you tonight at Thursday uh, at midnight. So we'll talk to you then on the CHGO White Sox podcast opening day, just one day away.